Hi, this is Bruce Buffer, and you're listening to the Bronson Beard Podcast. Hello, tailgaters. Welcome back to the Brats and Beers podcast. We are excited to bring you a very special interview guest today. Uh, we have an Olympian that recently brought home the gold medal in pole vaulting at the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. She grew up in Cleveland. She is a three-time NCAA All-American and is arguably the best athlete to ever come out of Ohio. Tailgaters, <laughs> please help me welcome this U.S. Olympic champion, Katie Najat. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Those are some pretty big <laughs> statements to live up to. But <laughs> my favorite was the Ohio um, best athlete out of Ohio because I'm I'm not a LeBron fan, so I think that was more of a dig oh. at him. <laughs> I was gonna say, wow, like LeBron's from here and Steve Miocic's <laughs> here. You know, it just wow. <laughs> Definitely you. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Also, did I say your last name right? I've been practicing for probably like two or three weeks. So um, yeah, is it, I is think it so. Najat. Yes, that's perfect. Because nice. I didn't notice. So okay, like, I was good. like, yeah, I think so. But good. Yep, that's good. exactly it. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you again for joining us today. We're yeah. so excited to have you on. Um, do you have your gold medal with you currently? Or where do you keep it? I do not. It is. I'm currently in Gainesville visiting my boyfriend. It's up in Atlanta oh, with okay. my roommates okay. being guarded 24 seven. No, do, do you think they like, do you think they do anything with it? Like, are they taking pictures and posting them on Instagram or anything? Or Maybe. I don't know. I feel like they've, when I showed them, they were almost like, scared to touch it like I <laughs> until you leave then they walk around they're like look at me i'm yes. katie and just put it yeah, right <laughs> then they're just like making fun of me <laughs> you don't sleep with it every night <laughs> no i feel like i just never had anything that big and important and special so i don't really know what to do with it like i it's it's like it's just another possession but i'm like no wait this one is better what do i have to i have to like buy a safe and <laughs> or I, don't, I guess maybe like a glass display case i don't even know like that right now it's true. just I'm sitting on a bookshelf like it's just <laughs> like what, i didn't plan for that <laughs> did you bite it with your teeth make sure it was real i did but i didn't bite down that hard and i'm glad that i didn't because i've heard that it, it dents pretty easily actually so oh, wow. i it's pretty uh pretty uh viable if you will so nice makes sense nice well i i know you're from obviously from cleveland and you just recently threw out the first pitch at an indians game and then you were invited yeah. to the browns game i guess what were those experiences yeah. like and did you practice for your first pitch or like how nervous were you uh unfortunately i did and i still sucked so that was <laughs> that was depressing i'll i will be sad about that pitch for my entire life and it wasn't horrible by any means but i can throw a ball straight i i went out with my friend earlier that day and just i walked out like 50 feet and just threw with him and it, it was good every time and i go out there and i just throw it a little too far to the left and just went straight past slider. So um, it was an amazing experience, but I just, 
uh, he get one chance and I messed it up. So I will be sad about that forever. But um, hey, no, but, no matter how bad you think you did, there are so many other terrible yeah. first pitches. So <laughs> it could have been worse. You know, I made it there on the fly. I actually yeah. passed him on the fly. Like it's, you know, there, it, it could have been a lot worse. So, but was, uh, what, was yeah, yours the same so week cool. as uh, Conor McGregor's? Because did you, did you see his? It was right after because people say, yeah. me videos and <laughs> you know, just saying like, don't do this and then <laughs> afterwards they said well at least you didn't do this yeah so yeah. you know it, it could have been a whole lot worse but um you know i'm a i'm a perfectionist so with what i do i'm very competitive so if i don't have a good performance whatever that is i'm gonna be upset about it and i yeah. think that's gotten me to where i am but you know it it's fine. It's just when people come up afterwards and they're like, you should really work on your throwing. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I know. It's okay. <laughs> but I don't, um, I don't think they're so in a place cool. to say and, that to you. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They do. So it's, you know, everyone has the audacity, but, um, <laughs> um, but it was so cool because they were, the Indians were so kind to give us a sweet, and so a lot of my family members could come and then we got to watch the game and yeah, going to talk to the Browns was just one of the coolest experiences ever. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm obviously a huge Cleveland sports fan in general. So getting to do, I've always wanted to do that, throw out a first pitch at the Indians yeah. game, but then, you know, the Browns are my, maybe my favorite team. I, I feel like I just, I love football. So to then actually get to interact with them and talk to them and, and then watch them win that weekend was yeah. just a very surreal experience. Who is your uh, favorite Browns uh, player to talk to? Uh, my, my favorite player is Miles Garrett. Um, okay. I, I, I've had his jersey for years, but um, especially like hearing the COVID stuff that he went through. And I went through it around a very, around the same time. So it was just very inspiring to see somebody else kind of dealing with that. And, yeah. and then he, he came up and said hi and was just so nice and said he watched and I'm like, that's just not real. Like that's yeah. the coolest <laughs> thing ever. Um, but he was so nice. And then I chatted for a couple of minutes with Baker and he was really cool. Just a really nice guy. Um, I talked a bit with um, Tack McKinley uh, and who's now had a second phenomenal game. Yeah. Um, but his family was sitting next to us in a restaurant after the game. And he and I just looked at each other and had this moment of he, he's like, you, like you talked to us, <laughs> like you're the reason we won. I was like, you did not just say that. Yeah. Thank you. Like, um, and he was so nice. His family was so nice. And so it just, it's so cool because you just realize like everybody's just, a person and like they're all just athletes trying to to be the best they can be just like me and so it just it was very cool very very cool experience that's awesome that's so cool as long as you don't piss miles garrett off i think he seems <laughs> he seems like a good guy <laughs> yeah, that's his demeanor was so friendly like so kind and with how i mean he's towering over me he's, yeah a large individual. Um, did, did you see he got tested? Uh, because he wore he, he went he went sleeveless for their last game and then he got a drug test. 
I saw he posted that. That is so. He looks so cool. jacked. So yeah, he's funny. huge. He's a big boy. He's, he's a big guy. <laughs> but no, he was he was so nice. So that was awesome. That's awesome. That's that's so cool. Well, we recently just uh, our, I think our last interview was with uh, Justin Gatlin, um, Olympic sprinter. Nice. And uh, do you know Justin at all, or? Um, I met him very briefly okay. years ago. Okay. Um, so I don't. I mean, I obviously know of him. And yeah. I, yeah. Know, like we've been on the same teams, but I've I've only really interacted with him probably. Okay. Once. Okay. Because because we kind of dove into the weeds a little bit about the uh, the atmosphere in the Olympic Village, and and you don't have to dive into it too much, just about what kind of goes on behind closed doors. But <laughs> um, we were asking him about the cardboard beds and if uh, if the rumors <laughs> are true, and he. He said that they are. So I kind of wanted to hear your experience from the Olympic village. So the, I mean, this was my first village. This was my first Olympics. So he probably has some better insight as to comparisons, but (laughs) um, the beds were definitely cardboard. They were very sturdy though. Like the frame was a very solid frame, but they were rock hard. And I, I do think that lent to, I was just a lot tighter in the muscles in my legs than I normally would be. So I do think that might've played a factor, but I mean, it was a bed. It worked. It it did the job. Um, As far as the other sort of rumors, I, you know, I, (laughs) I can't attest to that. Can't, can't, can't touch those. Um, you have, said you have a boyfriend. boyfriend like, I, can't talk. I have a boyfriend that I'm very happy with. So that, <laughs> I, I mean, if that went on, it was very over my head. And I, with COVID, it probably was much more laid back than maybe a different year. But again, I, I wouldn't know. So yeah, that's funny. <laughs> well, Katie, can you just tell us how you started to become a pole vaulter? Like what, what made you want to do that? Can you just, let's hear it. I want to hear how it began. Yeah. Yeah, well, when I was little, I wanted to try pretty much every sport that I could, and I pretty much did. Um, And I loved, I was in gymnastics, and I loved anything involving upper body strength, adrenaline, just, you know, making my mom really nervous. um, (laughs) I saw the high schoolers doing it when they, uh, when we went over, when I was in middle school, I was in seventh grade, 12 years old the wooden, they took the middle schoolers over to the high school track for track practice in the first, you know, few days. I saw the high schoolers doing it and just knew that I had to try it. And I begged my coaches for days to let me go over. Um, And they were hesitant, I think, because pole vaulting is, it looks scary. It's technical. They probably didn't know much about it. So they probably didn't want to deal with a middle schooler and then having to worry about that that kid doing it but I just I tried everything else and I just kept asking to go over and so finally at the end of one of the practices they did and I just fell in love with it immediately oh my gosh <laughs> it is a it is definitely intimidating I remember you know watching it in <laughs> high school and stuff it's like holy cow they're going you're flying and they wore helmets and stuff you don't have to wear it you know is there a rule yep. for that in the Olympics? no no you don't have to, there are athletes that do, um, not a ton, but there are some athletes that do wear helmets. And, uh, my training partner does because she had concussions while she was in gymnastics. So the doctor said, you know, you have to wear a helmet if you want to do this. And so she does. Um, but yeah, there, uh, there, there have been a few pretty good, um, pole vaulters that have worn them, but for the most part, no. How many, uh, how many poles do you own? And did you have like, 
I guess different ones for like practice and for meets or yes, I would be willing to bet. I have close to 20 poles. We take anywhere from like eight to 10 to a competition, but yeah, they vary in length and in stiffness and you're on shorter, softer poles when you're just warming up or when you're in practice from short approach, just working on technique because the, the way that you generate energy to move bigger poles is with speed. Mm -hmm. And so if you're coming in from a shorter run, you're not going to have as much speed. You're not going to have as much power. And so it's just, it's a safety thing. Um, so yeah, there's, there is a variety that I have, but I only travel with, yeah, like I said, eight to eight to 10 in a tube. Okay. Do, do they fit in your, uh, carry on overhead luggage or (laughs) no, they, they do not, uh, they don't bend. Oh, well, they, they do bend. They don't, they don't bend in half. Yeah. Um, or if they do, it's just one time and then they're broken. So, um, they stay, they, they stay in a long straight. Yeah. Tube. We travel with them. How about, how much do they weigh? Like how much is one generally? So it depends if you're holding it in the middle or if you're holding it straight up, it's at anywhere from five to 10 pounds. It's not super heavy, but it's when you're holding it at the end and it's out in front of you that it gets probably closer. I would guess anywhere from 15 to, to 20 pounds. And so it, that's our, our pull drop and timing with that is actually something we work on a lot so that you're not leaning back, trying to balance that weight out in front of you. It's so it's more of a, a free fall so that you're, you're staying forward and, and jumping, um, you're nice and tall, your posture is good, that sort of thing. Okay. It's really interesting. Um, so like, just really quick, is there like any rules to pole vaulting? Like, I mean, is it, is, can you explain the rules? Yeah. Um, and in terms of poles or just like in a competition, just in a competition. So like the run yeah. and where you start and yeah, you can start from any approach. You can run as far as you want. You can run as short as you want, but you ideally, most people run from, um, 16 steps. So you count I mean, I count every other step. So it would be eight lefts for me because I count every left step. Um, and so that puts me around 113 feet on the runway. And it varies for people, but I would say that that tends to be pretty consistent, whether it's it's 14 steps or 16 steps uh, for women. Um, and yeah, there's you can be on whatever size pole you want. You can run from as far as you want, but you, you find that sweet spot where you have, you're reaching your maximum speed so that you're accelerating through the takeoff so that you're not coasting in, or that you're not just, you don't want to reach your peak speed and then just hold that for several steps. You want to be accelerating all the way through. So you want that sweet spot of where am I hitting pretty much my maximum speed without wasting energy, um, for, you know, for later in the competition. So what can I handle for an extended period of time? Has one ever broke on you? Like once in practice. uh, And it's, it usually you land in the pit because your momentum kind of carries you forward. It's very loud and it's, it can be dangerous, but more from the vibration of the pole just shoots right into your hands. And so people can break 
bones in their hands or in their wrists or, um, luckily I did not do that. Um, it, it definitely, my hands were numb for a little while, um, tingling. And it's like when you hit a baseball wrong or a golf ball wrong and it just vibrates up the, up the club. Oh, we know about the golf ball. (laughs) (laughs) That's every one of my swings. (laughs) I'm glad I can find something to relate. No. <laughs> um, so yeah, it just, it's, it, as long as, you know, you, you aren't unlucky with that, then it it's really not too unsafe when that happens. It just, it can be, but um, that doesn't happen very often. Usually the pole has to be damaged or something for that to happen. Um, have you ever been hit on the way down with your pole? I've seen like a guy do that back in the day or something. I have not. Um, I've seen it happen to people. Yeah. Um, but the way that I come off the pole, I kind of like, like use a couple of my fingers, I guess, to like push it out of the way, but it's, I'm like pushing it back. So it always falls at least to the side or back towards the runway. Um, so I haven't had to deal with it, but I have seen, seen people. Yeah. Come down on the pole. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. Doesn't happen a ton. Again, I feel like all the worst things you see about pole vaulting are rare, but they're pretty viral because they are, I mean, it's, it's scary and it's, you know, it looks painful and, you know, but all the worst things go viral, but they don't, they don't happen super often. What's your, uh, what's your training schedule? Like specifically your ab workout. And then also, can you send me those after this, please? (laughs) Shockingly, I don't do a ton of just lay there and do sit up sort of ab workouts. A lot of it is in the pole vaulting, um, but we'll do high bar ab workouts where we'll just be hanging and just do knee tucks or leg raises or windshield wipers so that it's kind of working on core, but also grip strength, you know, shoulder strength, a little bit of everything. And at the end of practice, we'll maybe throw in a body circuit where we'll do 10 sit-ups and then 10 supermans. And then it's just basically 10 by 10 exercises. Um, so, but yeah, it's not, it's not as much, I guess it's not as many lay there and do a bunch of abs. It can be sometimes after practice, my coach will be like, okay, 200 sit-ups. We're like, what? (laughs) Why? (laughs) But so we do, but it's, it's probably it's, it's sprinkled in, rather than, okay, we have an hour of just abs. Um, but I would say we, we vault twice a week. We sprint once a week, twice a week. Um, we lift three times a week and then the other days are rest or plyometrics or just technical type days. Um, we kind of alternate harder pounding on the body and then the, the next day is easier. So it'll be a vault and a lift. And then the next day will be active recovery, just a bike and a stretch. And then the next day will be sprinting and lifting. And then the next day will be off completely to get therapy. And then, oh, okay. so, yeah. Is there, do you have like an off season? Or I guess when do the majority of like your meets happen? Like, what does that season look like? I am currently in my off season. Okay. It's great. Yeah. I have not <laughs> done anything for three weeks and I have another three weeks so no, no, rules. no rules yes no rules um but yeah our main competition season we have indoors january through march give or take 
and then a couple weeks off, usually one week off just to rest. And then we start in almost a mini preseason and then outdoors goes anywhere from April at the earliest, but usually closer to May. Um, sometimes March, just depending, like if you're a college kid, there are some college meets in March that you can do. I usually don't, I usually wait until April to start. And then this year, the last meet was middle of September. So I can go for, go for a good amount of time. Nice. Um, do you have, um, cheat meal days and what do you eat on your cheat meal days? I feel like there was a time in my career when I was super strict with my diet too strict and now I am much more lenient that I don't really feel like I have cheat days if anything it'd be after a competition I just really don't worry about what I'm eating and it'll be super creamy pastas with fried chicken shrimp whatever um but for the most part I I never really eliminate anything out of my diet um but if I'm craving something, it's usually Asian food, whether it's sushi or Indian Thai food, you know, hibachi, any, anything. And, but I think as long as it's good quality food, I, I don't ever really limit myself. And I, with how much work I put in, I just try to be conscious of how I'm eating. So just making sure it's good quality food, good protein, good carbs. So I guess, it would maybe be just a lot of dessert or yeah, some big plate of super creamy <laughs> pasta fried foods. But um, yeah, I don't, it, it, when I get asked that, I'm like, I don't feel like I really have cheat days yeah. only because I've spent a long time, but I've gotten to a place where I just know how to eat yeah. healthy, I guess, to yeah. where yeah. I'm not ever, limiting myself and then okay i can eat whatever i want today so. yeah okay i, I, I guess you need to be- start <laughs> <laughs> um do you know all of the people you compete against like pretty closely and like see them at like all of your events or i guess how often do you compete against the same people i compete with the women at the olympics I compete with the majority of them throughout the entire year. And so, you know, Holly, the the girl that got bronze is, I, I, she's, I would say she's my best friend on the circuit and she's, I mean, she and I stay close even when we're not competing, just texting. And, um, but yeah, all the girls that were there, girls that we see year round, I mean, they're, they're just the best of the best. So they're at all the competitions throughout the year. So you get to become really good friends with them and, you travel together, you, the competitions last a couple hours. So it's pretty lonely if you're just out there silent (laughs) and not talking to anyone. So the Olympics was definitely a little different. So there wasn't quite as much extra talking going on, but, um, yeah, I, it's, you eat your meals with these girls. And so it's, it's very fun because, obviously you want to win. And I, I, when I'm on the runway, I just, you know, I, I want to beat them, but it's really fun to be able to just, when you're not on the runway, you know, chat with them and it, it, it helps kind of ease some of the tension and make it more fun. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. speaking of being silent and not talking to anybody, Cody, you uh, you've just been sitting there. Do you have any questions or anything you want to yeah. say? Well, I, what I do is I write the questions for the show. So that's why I let the other guys take over usually. No, one question I do gotcha. have. You're, you're 29 currently? 30? I'm oh. 30. I'm 30. So what is like the longevity of a pole vaulter that you'd see at an Olympic level? So if, if they can stay healthy, I, actually it's around my age now, late twenties, early thirties. And again, it, it really comes down to if you can stay healthy, if you're still enjoying it, if you're not burnt out. Um, but I, that's some of the best women ever were around this age when they were jumping their best. And I feel like that that's very much the case for me too. And I, I feel like I, Definitely have a, a couple more years. I want to go through 2024. Uh, I I definitely want to keep going for a few years. Good. Beat that 16.3. That's the uh, PR you got right now. Yeah, yeah. I the world record's only a couple inches higher, so yeah, it's just I, a couple inches, well, few inches higher. So maybe I, hold off on those try. cheat days. Hold, hold off on the cheat yeah. days. Yeah. <laughs> no more creamy pasta. Yeah, really. Um, Katie. Do, would you say that pole vaulting is probably the hardest event in the Olympics? Like people can come out and play soccer. You know, anybody can do that. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not belittling like that. You're setting me up to get canceled no, or get. This I'm, one's I'm, going I'm viral. This one's going viral right here. Cause like yeah. you give someone a stick I'm, and you say, Hey, jump over that. What They're going to look like silly. I mean, <laughs> y- yes, I do. I mean, I, I put a lot of value in what I do. So I do think it's the hardest event, Um, but I, it's up there. And I have actually read books and stats that say that pole vaulting, pole vaulting well is one of the hardest sports on the planet. They say that pole vaulting over, I want to say 16 feet. um, And then throwing a baseball like a strike over hundred miles per hour. And I think driving a NASCAR, they would like, I think those were the three that were, and I, I, I might have the 16 feet wrong, but it was jumping high, throwing a strike at X amount of miles per hour and driving a NASCAR above this speed safely. Those were the three hardest sports I've read. So I'm just going to stick to that. There you go. Must <laughs> be true. Not the third one. <laughs> I mean, it took me until I was 30 to achieve the peak of success in my sport. So I, I'd like to give me some credit and say that, yes, it is that hard. <laughs> yeah. And, and so NASCAR drivers can have a cheat day every day of the week and they can still yeah, do yeah. that. So that doesn't count. That's not, we're taking that one out of there. Uh, what else do you guys got? um for katie otherwise i do have a a little rapid round of questions i want to ask at the end um just like either or is kind of um Ooh, but what what else do you guys have i just have a fun short little game for her. we'll do that after yours though. okay okay well then cody do you have anything i know you answered your one your one question of the day but... <laughs> a big burning question i was gonna jump into hobbies and things outside because i read snowboarding and golfing were big big interests but that's kind of yeah so we can jump into no we, we can I, talk about I, it I... Yeah, I do. I like to golf. Um, and I grew up snowboarding. I haven't done it in years because my pole vaulting took off. And so I, yeah. I didn't want to get hurt. Um, but yeah, I grew up 
skiing and snowboarding and playing golf. Those were, those were the three that I, I Do really you think you could beat Sean in a round of 18. <laughs> I don't know. My short game. Is Absolutely. Well, my, my entire game is terrible. <laughs> so. Can you, could you break one ten? You might have a chance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I depends on the day, but I, I have. All right. Um, you win. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I can drive the ball really far. It's just everything after that is just, it's all downhill. So, well, I do not want to play with you anytime soon. <laughs> Need some lessons first. Um, I think you should, you should start a new sport and it should be you on a snowboard and then you come down a hill with a pole vault <laughs> and then go into the pole vault with the snowboard so, and just launch. I think that'd be pretty sweet. It's funny know. you say that because in the past couple of years, just for fun at some of the meets, they will have a guy on one of those motorized skateboards come down the runway. He jumps off two feet and he will jump like the world record height. It's that's it's awesome. Terrifying to me. I could not imagine just standing on a skateboard and then just jumping off of that. But <laughs> I mean, I guess a lot of people can't imagine doing what I do either. Yeah, so there's yeah. that. But I well. it's it's funny that you say that because we are kind of getting kind into of doing that. that. All right. Well, next step, you take you to the next step. Start it up. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> I don't think so. I think once I'm done, just regular pole vaulting, it's done. It's You're over done. for me. So done. I respect that. I respect that. Is that guy on the electrics uh, skateboard, Stevo? <laughs> <laughs> Might as well have been. But. Yeah. <laughs> you have the same birthday, I think. What? I think. Uh, I think so. I think Wikipedia Maybe. ratted you out. Probably. Wikipedia. I, Is that what it says on the Wikipedia that she shares a birthday with Steve? <laughs> yeah, it's just. Although I think Wikipedia <laughs> also might have my birthday wrong. Uh, somewhere it says that my birthday is June 30th, and no. that is not correct. Oh, June, so, June 13th? So June 13th is my birthday. Yeah, that, so. <laughs> that is Steve's birthday as well. Okay. So there you go. Who would have thought? Great. <laughs> I'm in good company. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll go ahead. Uh, we could do some uh, little rapid round of questions here for you, uh, if you don't mind. Okay. Um, sure. Beer, beer or wine? It depends on the occasion, but I usually gravitate towards wine. Okay. Okay. Well, a red or but white? If I'm like at a bar, if I'm at a bar with my friends and I want a beer, but okay. um, white. White. Okay. And well, what white. type of beer do you like? Uh, I like half of bison. Okay. Okay. Nice. So, and I guess if they don't have that blue moon would be kind of my next, my next go-to solid choice. Um, brats or burgers? Burgers. Burgers. Okay. Um, they're both good, but I usually like burgers. Yeah. Uh, calves or Indians? Indians. That's uh, hard, but I, I grew up. We're going to the baseball games and okay. I played softball. So, so then Indians well, are basketball too. But... Indians or Browns then? Browns. Browns. Okay. Okay. I just like watching Ooh. football on TV. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Next one would be um, Ashland or Dayton. Uh, Dayton. I'm sorry. Ashland or Dayton. Because I had success with pole vault at Ashland, I have to say Ashland. Ashland Dayton okay. was very fun, but I didn't have as much fun there because my vaulting was not going well. So uh, I have okay. to say. 
Uh, what's your favorite food? Uh, probably sushi. sushi. Great choice. I feel um, like it's the thing that I can, I never get sick of. <laughs> same, same. I think that's, that, that's probably my favorite as well. So yeah. good company. <laughs> um, what's your, do you have a nickname that people call you? Uh, my, uh, gosh, now I'm blanking, but I feel like when I was in college, people would just make up versions of my last name. So I got Nugget, Nago. Um, I, I would get, uh, my mom would call me Katie Beth because my name is Catherine Elizabeth. So that was, that was one. Um, but yeah, none that I think really pop out but i would say just variations last name okay okay uh what's your dream place um to go to or i guess your favorite place that you've been either or i think like a dream vacation place yeah would probably be the maldives just in one of those overwater huts would be really great uh favorite place i've been I guess one of my favorite cities I've ever been to has been Paris. I just, I love it. Cleveland's up there though. Oh, come on. (laughs) Come on. Cleveland's up there. (laughs) I do love going home though. It really like, like I just, I could live anywhere one day. I think (laughs) Cleveland would be for sure. Have you you ever been to, have you ever been to Milwaukee? I'm a homebody. I'm a homebody. So I'm not just saying that to, you know, garner sympathy or get fans or anything it's just i genuinely hmm. love coming home to cleveland okay, and i LeBron. love saying <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, that's awesome do you have a favorite instagram or twitter account that you follow um i think on twitter i i did a, a podcast with them the mcneil reflog okay. uh brown's podcast the, yeah. the, his account i followed him for years and i think he's hysterical um being a browns fan it's fun following accounts that just <laughs> kind of poke fun at us but yeah, love us yeah. um yeah i'd say that's probably and then just i i follow like a variety of just like animal accounts like dogs doing just like funny things yeah. puppies <laughs> stuff like that <laughs> um what's your favorite number 13 13 any reason why i was born on the 13th uh, and i think yeah. that always just anytime i could pick a number growing up i would always just do that and yeah i like and it. i kind of like that it for like it's superstitious some people think it's unlucky i'm like no that's my number <laughs> yep. yeah <laughs> and the last one that i have is uh how many Krispy cream donuts do you think you could eat in one hour I think if you had asked me in high school, I could have said a whole 12 pack, but nowadays if I was really pushing it, I could do like three, but I wouldn't want to Yeah, (laughs) You just realize how bad you feel after them. But I love Krispy Kreme. Um, but when I was younger, I just, I could eat just insane amounts of food and my classmates knew me as the girl that could just eat excessive amounts of food. (laughs) So yeah. That's awesome. All right. Well, thank you for answering those. Um, Drew. Yeah. What right. do you, what, what do you have prepared? I'm kind of nervous. We'll wrap this I up. Too. <laughs> gonna, I, I would be. 
we're going to play a game. It's called Can Katie Jump That? And uh, we'll go Cody, Sean, Katie, and it's six questions. So we'll go real quick. All right. Do you guys think Katie can jump a giraffe? Cody? Um, Are we talking a full-grown adult male? I was going to say, what age giraffe? Well, it's the average adult (laughs) giraffe Um, in in Africa. So, it's funny because I just I've seen tweets with this and I can't remember if it's the guys I'm gonna or say, the girls. I'm gonna say no. You ever feed a giraffe at a zoo? You gotta like go up a full story and a half just to get to like. <laughs> no. a... I'm gonna you... say no. I'm gonna say no as well. I think it's the men that can jump giraffes, but not women. Katie says no. Sean, I- I'm gonna say yes. You know what? I'm going. Ah, yes. <laughs> thanks. All right. Well, you all win this one. All right. Because uh, they're, they're 14 to 18. The tallest one was 18 foot actually. Okay. Okay. So y'all get one. Depends on the giraffe. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Number two, the tallest man in the world. Yes. Yes. Jumping over that. Yes. He's clearing that. Yao Ming. Yao Ming doesn't say What is it? Smarties? (laughs) (laughs) I would guess it's, it's. Currently or something. History. In history, is he like eight one or something? What is he? Yeah, he's like eight five, eight eleven. Yeah. Oh wow. Eight eleven. Wow. All right. Question number three: a semi. What was it? Yes. A semi. I'm gonna say yes. Trailer or the tractor portion? (laughs) The trailer. Do they have the big pipes on the side? (laughs) Yeah, Katie gets caught. (laughs) I'm gonna say yes. She's going. Yes, it's yes for sure. Fourteen feet. I feel like I knew that because when you drive under bridges, they say clearance X amount yes. of feet. And Usually, you're like, I could jump over that. I Yes, that is <laughs> literally every pole vaulter. That's yes. That's the all first right. Thing that uh, another have. another great idea I just had. You should be in the next Fast and Furious movie, like 25 <laughs> or whatever it is. And you should come, <laughs> come out of the car with Vin Diesel and he's going to be pushing you and you're going to skid across the ground and pull ball up onto the semi and save the day. That's that's it. <laughs> I like it. I'll talk I'll, to my marketing team. I'll just keep great. coming up with these ideas for you. They're <laughs> yeah. terrible, but whatever. No, Sean, you're killing awesome. it, man. This, it's great. Awesome. Uh, question yeah. number four. The <laughs> nose of George Washington on Mount Rushmore. Oh, man. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm going to say no. No. He yeah, was a liar, so I'm he's gonna, got a pretty no. long nose, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going with no. You guys are all correct. He's The nose is 21 feet tall. Wow. I think the whole thing is 60 with that. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Question number five. An African elephant. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to say yes. yes. Yeah. It kind of has to not think about it. It's a All right. Last question because I'm in Iowa uh, and it's harvest season, a combine. Yes. Oh, uh, uh, are the, the blades, are the blades down? <laughs> the blades are down. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yes. I think they can go under a bridge. Yes, for sure. 13 yes. feet, six inches. So. Yay. Good job, Katie. You can jump yeah. anything. Yeah, you can go over everything, apparently. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Except for George Washington's nose. Yeah. <laughs> and full-grown adult giraffe. Yep. Yes. Males yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. You guys got anything else for Katie before we let her go? No, thank you. Nothing. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for finding some time. Uh, we thank appreciate you. it. 
we're going to get this episode out immediately. So um, we can't wait to share with everyone. And um, hopefully, hopefully we didn't say anything that's going to get you canceled. So (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if I get, I mean, it's my fault. No, it comes out of my mouth. I'm responsible for it. So Uh, no worries. Well, thank you very much, Katie. You have a great night. Thank you. You too. Thanks, Katie. Thank you. Bye. Bye, guys.